The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Previously on Soap Central Live. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the very first episode of Soap Central Live here on the Voice America Network. I'm your host, Dan Kroll, and over the next hour, I'll be here to talk about anything and everything soap. I'm your host, Dan Kroll, and I'll be your guide for the next hour as we journey into the amazing world of soaps. Forget about Lost, with some of the twists and turns that we'll be talking about today. You may want to fasten your seatbelts and keep your hands and legs inside the car at all times. I'm your host (laughs) and original cast member, Dan Kroll. I'm your host, Dan Kroll, and this week I'm giving all of you out there the opportunity to reach out and touch me. Uh, Well, figuratively, at least. Happy October, everybody. I'm Dan Kroll, your host for the next hour as we talk about anything and everything soaps. I guess you can think of me as your soap opera Oprah. Just don't expect to get a free car. I'm your host, Dan Kroll, and I want to assure you that the photo on the Soap Central Live homepage is not some spooky Halloween creature. It's me. Uh, even if it does sort of look like a pumpkin. I'm your host, Dan Kroll. I'd say that we were going to write off one of our contract players, but since I'm the only one, uh, I think that we'll skip that. Hey, everybody, I'm your host, Dan Kroll, and this is episode number 27 of our hourly, week-long chats, or let's try that again, of our week-long, week-hour-long chats about anything and everything soaps. I'm your host, Dan Kroll, and you can think of me as Christopher Columbus, exploring strange, soapy new worlds so that you are kept up to date on anything and everything soaps. I'm your host and head pilgrim, Dan Kroll. (laughs) It's been a busy year. (laughs) And now, the second season premiere of Soap Central Live. What's happening this week on your favorite soap operas? It's time to talk about all the daytime drama on Soap Central Live with Dan J. Kroll. Get ready for the latest soap news, scoops, recaps, and interviews with your favorite daytime stars. Now, here's Dan. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the second season premiere of Soap Central Live. It's a new year, and as you've heard, we've got a brand new opening, and there are some exciting new features in store for you. But we weren't able to afford a new host, so you're stuck with me for at least a few more months. I am, as you heard over and over in the opening, your host, Dan Kroll. You know, I am so happy to be back here live with all of you. It has been three weeks since our last live show, and that's the longest that I've been away from you guys since I started hosting the show. It may not have seemed like I was gone to you because there have been new shows on the air every week, But I've been over here secretly going through withdrawal from not being able to talk to you and to do the celebrity interviews that we do each week. At Christmas dinner, I tried to get the scoop from the Christmas ham, but he wasn't squealing. And in fact, I've been forced to venture outside of my office to try to find people to talk to. I was at Target the other day, and I found myself trying to interview the cashier 
So, Courtney, if you could trade places with any other Target team member, who would it be and why? <laughs> so that's what I've been up to over the last three weeks. And there is so much to catch up on. So today I am opening up the phone lines to all of you so that you can share what you'd like to see happen on your favorite soaps in 2011. Plus, for the past two weeks, you've been hearing and reading SoapCentral.com's experts offer their picks for the best and worst from the world of soaps in 2010. So you'll also have a chance to call in and weigh in with your what's hot and what's not. The call-in number hasn't changed. It's still 866-472-5788. That is a toll-free number, and here it is one more time if you need it. 866-472-5788. And don't forget, you can also tweet your comments and questions at Soap Central Live on Twitter. So let's get you guys in here on the phone lines. Again, it's 866-472-5788. As I mentioned, there is a lot that has gone on in the world of soaps since we last talked, and we're going to talk a little bit about something that may be coming up on All My Children in the second segment when Jamie Giddens, the editorial director of Daytime Confidential and Pop Confidential, drops by. But there was some sad news over the holidays from The Bold and the Beautiful. The son of Daniel McVicker, who plays Clark Garrison, the 22-year-old son, Hank. He was killed in an automobile accident on January 3rd. So that is certainly something that we want to send out our thoughts and prayers to the McVicker family. And I understand we have some folks who are getting ready to call in here, I see on Twitter. So don't be shy, everybody. You can call on in. Uh, Let me look and see what you folks are saying on Twitter who are shy. There are a lot of things I see that people want to see happen in 2011. Most of them, I think, for the most part, is that people want to have good soap story. And I know from reading your comments and from, of course, watching all of the soaps, that one of the biggest concerns is storyline inconsistency. So I hope, from a personal standpoint, that... Everybody out there gets what they want. I think we all know that it is impossible for everyone to be happy with every soap story that is put out there, either from folks who like one particular couple and don't like another. So as long as one couple's happy, there's going to be half the fans that aren't happy. And when the other couple is together, the other half isn't going to be happy. So that's certainly something that you need to keep in mind. But something that I wanted to bring to your attention is that it's really easy for soap fans to maybe glean something from the soaps and then jump to a conclusion. And one of the things on SoapCentral.com that we don't really tolerate is the bashing of the physical appearances of actors. And here's one of the reasons why. There's been a rumor going on that Vanessa Marcel Giovanazzo is pregnant. And the actress does not go on the internet, so she's not really familiar with what people are saying. However, one of the soap magazines, I believe it was Soap Opera Digest, was in an interview with her recently and said, you know, people on the internet are saying that you're pregnant. And as it turns out, the reason that people are seeing that Vanessa is maybe gaining weight, it isn't because she's pregnant, it's because she had been very seriously ill prior to joining the show, so she's now coming back to what she considers to be her regular weight. So it's one of those things that, you know, you may want to hold off before jumping to conclusions because you could end up saying something that ends up hurting someone or 
you know, maybe not just not being correct, but certainly being potentially hurtful. So we are going to keep that in mind as we go to the phone lines. We have Dawn. Dawn, are you there? So this is live radio, everybody. What we're going to do is I'm going to keep going because I am determined to get through this show come hell or high water. Uh, so let's go back to what we were talking a little bit before about some of the news uh, on All My Children, since we're going to start at the top. One of the things that I was surprised to hear is that actress Shannon Kane, who plays Natalia, that's the, the daughter that Jesse had when he was supposedly dead for 25 years, she's opted not to renew her contract with All My Children, and she will be leaving the show coming up sometime in February. Now, one of the things that's interesting is supposedly the show is saying that she's leaving as a contract player, but she's going to be sticking around on a recurring basis. So you can sort of make what that is, you know, in your own mind. I don't know if that is really the official word or if that's just something that people are saying to be nice. Certainly they could potentially recast the role of Natalia if they wanted to. I don't know if I don't know if that really makes sense. They could certainly write the character out, but then if you do that, you're left with another character who is Brat, who may or may not have storyline there. Uh, I know a lot of folks have wondered if Brat has a thing for Randy uh, that looked like that was maybe played around with before, but, you know, you never know what's going to happen there. So, we are waiting to try to figure out what's going on with the phones. Uh, there was a recent interview, for those of you out there who like The Young and the Restless, with Eric Braden. And while we have been away on pre-records, that whole hell has broken loose between Eric Wright and Neil Patrick Harris. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris had a rather derogatory term that he used to refer to Eric Braden because Eric Braden didn't show up for an appearance on How I Met Your Mother, and it was sort of crazy. Well, now Eric Braden is talking, and he has nothing to do with the Twitter battle, but he's mentioning uh, some of the things that he finds are his favorite Memories from all of his storylines on The Young and the Restless, who he likes to work with most on The Young and the Restless, and good things like that. So it's uh, a very interesting interview. That's over on our YNR section, of course, at soapcentral.com slash YR. It's the big story. And while you're there, you'll also see that apparently another Young and the Restless star is headed over to The Bold and the Beautiful. Tanya Lee Williams, who plays Olivia Barber Winters, is headed over to The Bold and the Beautiful. She's going to turn out to be a cousin, her character that is, is going to turn out to be a cousin of Justin Barber. If you remember when Aaron D. Spears first joined the show, I think it was last year. No, it would have been two years ago because it was right before the daytime Emmys were at the Orpheum Theater. Uh, there was a lot of questions about you know, why would Brad Bell create a character and have the last name be Barber. I know I immediately thought of the connection on The Young and the Restless and since B&B and Y&R are sister soaps, spinoffs, and there are a lot of crossovers, it wasn't really out of the realm of possibility that maybe something would go on that there was a, a relation there. Of course, it would not be the first time that there have been some tweaking on All My Children, Ryan Lavery. Uh, there was a, originally some hint that maybe he would be related to the Lavery family on General Hospital. Then they sort of backed away from it. Then they sort of went for it. It was really kind of crazy. So, all right, everybody. Third time is usually a charm. What about the fourth time? <laughs> We're going to go back to the phone lines. We're going to see what's going on here with... Becca from Pennsylvania. Becca, are you there? Here I am. I can. Welcome to Soap Central Live, Becca. How are you? <laughs> this it's is great crazy. to be here. So let's start off with what soaps are you watching currently? I watch General Hospital. 
Okay, so let's talk about GH. Do you want to start with first with what you'd like to see happen in 2011, or maybe a pick for your best and worst of 2010? Which is easier for you? Um, oh, boy. Uh, well, they kind of go together. Okay, well, let's hear what you got to say. Well, um, I've loved the past couple weeks, the bus crash and Luke and Tracy. I'm sorry? No, oh, I'm listening to you. Go ahead. Um, the bus crash and Luke and Tracy's wedding were great because we saw all the characters. We saw families. Um, we've seen couples that we haven't seen for a while. And I want to see them do more of that. And I particularly love Jason and Sam, so I want Sam to have her baby. I want Jason and Sam to get married. And the one thing I would note is that the editing on General Hospital has been really spotty lately. Really crazy things happen. Like, Can you give an example? Um, well, I can't remember really recently. The, the one that was most glaring was when, um, during the Franco storyline this summer, um, one episode, Jason was um, standing with a gun pointed at Dante, and the next episode, Dante and Jason walk happily into Jason's penthouse, all friends. Um, we get no explanation of, of what happened there. And stuff like that just keeps happening. It's like they're saying, okay, we don't have time to really edit this show. We're just going to throw it out there because, you know, we got an hour of stuff. And well, I have a question will- for you. Since yeah. you're talking about Spotty, I was talking to someone about General Hospital, and she told me that she felt robbed by the sort of promotion that somebody big was going to die during the bus crash. And as it turns out, it wasn't really a major character. I'm wondering, do you have an opinion on that, or is that just something that maybe somebody is, you know, upset with for nothing? Um, well, I try not to listen to okay. any <laughs> of the spoilers, any of the promos, because they're always kind of off. So um, I loved it because it it got to real feelings, but I I didn't want any of any big character to die, so I was relieved that. Nobody I liked died. But, yeah, it, it was completely misleading the way it was, um, the way it was set up. I mean, they, they, they killed off somebody who – they killed off the bus driver and a character we've seen for three minutes. So, yeah. Does that bother you, though? Uh, I mean, I have seen – it wasn't just the one person I talked to. I've seen on message boards that there are people who – they get really annoyed when they're promised something and maybe it doesn't – quite pan out the way that they were expecting or the way that it was promoted, or is that just, in your opinion, part of the way soaps operate? Um, well, it doesn't, as I said, it doesn't bother me so much because I don't believe anything they say in the promos. I think it's marketing. I mean, marketing is always going to sell you on something, and then, it, you know, if you really expect them to deliver, you're going to be disappointed. So... Um, that's probably why I don't get so disappointed is I don't buy into it in the first place. Okay. Uh, let me also talk to you about something else that ABC seems to be doing a lot of, not just for GH but for the other soaps as well. Are these encore episodes that they're showing uh, sort of randomly? It used to be at the holidays. Now it sort of seems like it's going to pop up at the middle of nowhere. Uh, the next batch is coming on January 19th. These encore episodes, are you someone who enjoys seeing these old episodes do you no. wish that they were, okay, no, no old episodes at all? Um, you know, the thing is, I, 
I shouldn't admit this, but I go on YouTube and watch old clips. If okay. I want to watch an old episode, I'll find the episode I want to watch, and, and I'll go watch it. They're, they're out there. Um, I hated it when they started, um, you know, they started the, the bus crash, and then we have two days of the Metro Court hostage crisis, which happened only a couple years ago. Um, now, if they were having... If they were if they were having really older episodes, which I guess the next one is supposed to be, um, that I might like more. Okay. But um, this recent stuff, no. And I, and I think I think it's really short sighted of them. I, I think it's a cost cutting measure, but I think it's going to lose them fans, and that's not going to do them any good. I mean, I can't imagine they're going to get tons of. Um, advertising revenue for the repeats because I just don't think they're a big draw. I I, I agree with you. I think it's sort of hit or miss, which is the way our technical difficulties have been today. So I want to thank you, Becca, for being able to get through, for being patient, and for talking with me today. Well, thank you. Hopefully I'll talk to you again soon. Great. All right, everybody. We have a first on the show. We are going outside of the country, not just to Canada. Canada, we love you guys. But we are going all the way like Oprah did, to Australia. So, Monique from Australia, welcome Hello. to Soap Central Live. Hello. How are you, Monique? I'm pretty well. How are you? I'm great. What soaps do you watch, or what soaps are you able to see down there in Australia? Um, they show All My Children, General Hospital, and Young and Arrested, and Bold and the Beautiful. Okay, so what is your soap of choice? I miss my life to live. Okay. And um, I keep up with General Hospital, but I believe I'm a few weeks behind you all. Okay. So which of the soaps um, would you like would, to talk about uh, in terms of what you would like to see happen in 2011? Well, I'll piggyback on what you were just speaking to. Okay. I wouldn't mind, um, would mind recap episodes as opposed to reruns, similar to what you saw on Lost. Okay. If That's they interesting. Would be a, they were able to edit a few episodes to try and help explain some of those storylines that either have dragged out for a long time and you may have missed some important key elements of it or things that they did not include in the editing process previously. Um, that would be more helpful to me than showing a, episode, a random episode that came two years ago. Well, what if it was an episode from maybe before you were watching or if it's something from... You know, like the first episode of General Hospital. Would you still be opposed to that as well? If it connected to some of the core characters that are on today, if it if it provided like some family histories for say the Court of Mains or the Spencers, then yeah. Hmm. Okay. Uh, what else? Since let's move on from that. Is there anything in particular? You know, actually, let's rewind. What in 2010 would you say was the best story? Um, while I was in the States, I thought One Life to Live really did a, a complete turnaround and really um, brought itself back up from the ashes. Okay. So I, was, I liked what I was seeing, especially with Clint. Um, and he was becoming more like his father, but without the sense of humor that his father had. That's, what, that's, that's the only thing I didn't see. Asa bought a little bit of a comic flair to what he did, and that's the only thing that's missing from Clint. Okay. 
Well, let's. I want to thank you for calling. You're the first one to call from so far away. I hope that you enjoyed the show, and hopefully, Monique will be able to have you back on in the future when we do another fan oh, call-in yeah. show. Yeah, Perfect. I like the um, podcast too. I um, I keep up more so with the podcast. Per- yeah, I think Perfect. your podcast is great. Thank you. Thank you so much for calling in. Have a good day. You too. Let's take a quick trip a little bit closer to home, and let's go to Ohio quickly. We have Nancy on the line. Nancy, welcome to Soap Central Live. Hi. How are you today? Pretty good, and yourself? I'm not too bad, now that we seem to be able to <laughs> fix our technical difficulties. Let's, uh, let's start with, what are your soaps of choice? Okay, well, I used to watch As the World Turns and okay. uh, One Life to Live. Okay. Let me, um, since no one's called in about As the World Turns yet... For, of course, we're all still mourning the loss of As the World Turns, but putting that aside, what was your favorite storyline on As the World Turns last year? Ooh, um, I'm thinking here. <laughs> Would it be easier to ask you your least favorite storyline? <laughs> um, I didn't like the character of Meg Snyder. <laughs> okay. And they had her go kind of crazy at the end. I thought it was it, kind of stupid. Was it just because she wasn't normally that type of character or because you don't like crazy soap opera people in general? I don't like crazy soap opera people in general. Oh, my gosh, Nancy. You and I are not going to get along. Oh, oh, you're killing me. No, that's my favorite thing of soaps. I like to watch people (laughs) go nuts. Nancy, I'm about to go crazy on you, but I'm kidding. Let's talk about One Life to Live then. Uh, Is there something that you'd really like to see happen in 2011 in Landview? Yes, there is, and it's probably been mentioned already, but I just got through, and I didn't hear the show earlier, but I'd like to see Roger Howitz come back. Someone was talking about that, and we had some technical difficulties, but let me ask you, since this fascinates me, I've never seen a soap do this before. One Life to Live has been showing a lot of images of Roger Howarth on the show. They did a a picture a while ago, I think when Taya was looking. uh, She said, oh, you're not the same Todd I know. And now Blair's Mystery Box had an old picture of Roger Howarth. So do you think this means something? Or is this just the folks over at ABC sort of having a little fun at your expense? Well, I sure hope it means something because I don't really like being let on. You know, he's either coming back or not. So just... Tell us. <laughs> so it's not fun for you. Uh, there's no anticipation. <laughs> Be honest, first, Nancy. It's getting kind of old. <laughs> okay. I'd like so, to really know if he's going to return or not. I think it'd be really boost for the show. In your head, uh, and because uh, there's apparently uh, now everybody's been able to get through. So I want to get your ideas quickly. What do you see if he does return to the show? Is he going to? replace Trevor St. John? Will he be a new character? Will he be the real Todd? Will he be the fake Todd? What do you see happening? Well, that's kind of hard. I don't really think he should replace Trevor because Trevor doesn't want to leave. That's not fair to him. I mean, he's been doing a good job for seven years. Right. Um, I could see a twin story or the real Todd story would be good. Okay. I think a lot of people... uh, a lot of people have had that in their mind, like certainly ever since the end of As the World Turns. They've been wondering, where will everybody go? So that I, I have to admit, I'd really like to see if that takes place or, you know, to find out what fans think if it turns out that the show is just sort of tweaking them. So, Nancy, I want to thank you for getting through, first of all, and for being a part of today's show. Well, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Hopefully we'll talk to you again soon, too. Okay. Bye.
All right, everybody. As I mentioned at the top of the show before the Internet apocalypse took place, uh, everyone wants their favorite soaps to have the best writing that it can possibly have. And all my children fans seem to have been waiting for that for, well, a really long time. But now there's a controversial glimmer of hope on the horizon. At least that's what my next guest is reporting. Jamie Giddens, the editorial director for Daytime Confidential and Pop Confidential, says that he's heard all my children might be trying to lure back former head writer Megan McTavish. So let's bring him on to dish what some are saying is great news and what some are saying is horrible news. Jamie, welcome to Soap Central Live again. Hi, Dan. Thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. I was fascinated. As soon as I saw this, I thought, uh-oh, we need to get him on and talk about this. So, <laughs> Megan yeah, McTavish. It's, it's one of the many soap stories that has Twitter abuzz right now. There seems to be several, but that... <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's interesting. This is someone, for folks out there who don't watch All My Children, this is someone who's done some amazing work, and then this is also someone who decided that they could undo an abortion and have a fetus stolen from Erica Kane's womb and implanted in someone else. So it's sort of, yeah, I mean, you have highs, you have lows. Uh, you know, yeah, what I mean, is, who does she think she is, Oprah? <laughs> <laughs> don't we all, don't she we all. She can't play God, I mean, come on. <laughs> so, I mean, do you think it's a good thing or a bad thing? Because I have to be honest, all my children right now is sort of snoozy and... Uh, you know, uh, this is the, the soap that got me hooked on soaps in the first place, and the fact that it's really not entertaining pains me. But then I also think, you know, be careful what you wish for, because it could get worse. Well, you know, I'm going to be honest. The way Megan left, I don't think I'm... I'm a writer's writer. I'm a big advocate for the writers, and the fact that she lost her job during the strike and was replaced with scabbers, um, I'm never a fan of that, no matter if the person killed someone with pancakes or whatever. So that just getting that out of the way, I was a big critic of Megan. I have been a big cri critic of Megan, especially once I found out that Katie McLean um, – in an interview with uh, Damon Jacobs, uh, said that she knows that it was basically punishment that Dixie died via pancakes. I right. don't believe in stuff like that. I think it hurts the genre. But if I'm judging her entire stint, the two stint or three stints, I think she had as as head writer of that show, they were more enjoyable than anything I've seen since she left, except for the brief time with Lorraine Broderick at the helm and then yeah. the return of Jesse and Angie. There really has, All My Children has been terrible for years now, and I don't know. I mean, at least it was watchable when she was writing, you know? Well, I, you mentioned Lorraine Broderick, so I think it shows that one person can definitely turn things around, but do you think Megan McTavish is the person who could turn All My Children around, realistically? Realistically, Turn around is such a, it's like, I kind of feel like we're the ancient Jews in the Bible as soap fans these days, just waiting for the Messiah. And oh, Lord. I, I think the goal right now is can someone come in and write decent stories that don't make you want to just not watch at all. And do I think she can do that? Yes. I don't think she, you know, I mean, this is the woman who created Zarf and Sick the Cambius is on us, so she's definitely no Doug Marland or some great soap god that's going to, uh, you know, create a new 
time of glory for the show, I don't feel, but she at least, you know, Luke Kerr, my co-host on Daytime Confidential, always points this out. She knew how to write for the Kane women and for Greenlee. She got what made them tick. Yes, she gave them a bunch of over-the-top stuff to deal with a lot of the times, like, but, you know, there was always something good that came from it, like with Bianca's rape that was horrible, the way that it was executed, but then it gave Eden Regal such a great storyline, and the baby came out of it, and the Miranda story. So she knows how to, like, tell a really seedy, over-the-top story, but then she turns it around and kind of makes something beautiful out of it. She wasn't able to do that with, you know, well, I guess she was gone by the time they got rid of the unabortion. But, you know, I don't know. I think she'd be better than what what is going on right now because, in my opinion, even though the two people that are there now, they they trumpeted when they brought them on their past connection with the show. As a fan, yeah. it's obvious that David Christman and Donna Swajewski do not know this show. They don't know what makes this show tick at all. I think that that's important, though. It makes me often wonder why the soaps don't bring in someone. I mean, whether it be fans or whether it be anybody else who know the history. I mean, it's it's okay to know that Erica Kane is all my children. I think you know uh, almost anybody knows that. Even people who don't know soaps, they could probably know, or they would know Jesse and Angie. You know, people know. Uh, uh, Victor Newman, whether they watch The Young and the Restless or not, how do you? I mean, how do you go about finding people who really care and who really get it? Uh, you know, it's it's a funny thing you ask that. I I almost think it's a situation where there needs to be uh, co-head writing teams. You know, which was essentially what happened with a lot of the great people that we hear about. Like, you know, I mean, they weren't technically co-head writers, but you know, if you've read Eight Years in Another World, Harding Pete LeMay had to be paired with um, Erna. Erna taught him basically the ropes, you know, the the actual nuts and bolts of the show, the history. And then he, you know, his fresh vision and talent were allowed to to be utilized. Same thing with Hogan Sheffer. He had never written for soaps. Right. And when he went to that show, um People there were there to guide him and to teach him into the intricacies of soaps and history and stuff like that. So I really wish that they would just be looking for some of these primetime writers, people who have development deals at companies that aren't, you know, like I've interviewed so many people doing a lot of web stuff that are so talented and they wait from deal to deal or primetime development hell. They get caught up in that, like Andrew Miller, um, Eden Regal's husband, who right. created Imaginary Bitches. You know, he sold a couple of pilots. Julian Brees, the guy who did Buffy's, uh, Sri Rao, who did Night Shift. These are people who I feel they don't know how to, de- they don't know the nuts and bolts of a daytime soap, but if they're paired with a writer who's been on that staff forever as an associate head writer that can keep the history going, but you give them the reins of creating new story, I think that would be a good marriage because it worked for As the World Turns when Hogan was there, but now we just get these same recycled people over and over again. How many soaps are the ex-Procter & Gamble writers going to be allowed to kill, you know? 
I agree. And we're almost out of time for this segment, but I want to ask you something quickly that came to mind. You know, you're mentioning a lot of the people who were the greats of soaps, and unfortunately, most of them are gone. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering, you know, a lot of the people now who would be considered old timers might be folks that fans think don't really know their show or are killing their show. So how do you get someone who knows the history to teach the new people that they don't, you know, do you, I mean, do you get what I'm saying? That you don't really have these great uh, legacy writers that we think right. of anymore. I think you kind of have to promote from within. You know, I think each of these shows have people that have been there, at least one or two people that have been there over a decade or, you know, and it's funny, I mean, I joke about this on Twitter and on D.C., but you just have to go and purchase them that All My Children anniversary book. I mean, <laughs> you know, you'd think that would be enough. It, You know, I've read the thing. I didn't start watching the show until 89, but I know every Erica Kane story because I actually read. I, I just wonder, when they hire these people, do they – in their mad dash to create all these wonderful new characters like, you know, Madisons and Randys and people like right. that, do they, you know, read the Bible of the show and actually learn the history of these shows? And I worry that they don't. I worry that ego comes into play and they're like, I'm going to create the new Luke Spencer. And, and they're not. You know, they're just these daffy characters that fill a town and the people we actually know and love are relegated to the back burner. Well, Jamie, I want to thank you for dropping by on short notice. And as I mentioned, we're Definitely. running out of time in this segment. And for everybody out there, of course, you can get your soap stuff at Daytime Confidential. But if you find yourself a little bit of a pop culture whore, there is Pop Confidential as well, where you can get all kinds of juicy tidbits of what's going on in the world of pop culture. That's also a lot of fun to check out, too. So, Jamie, thank you so much for dropping by. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Dan. And we'll have you back, of course, for the next Soap Summit, and maybe we'll have you back in between there as well. Yeah, and you're definitely welcome to come on D.C. I think I'll definitely take you up on that. Thanks again. All right. Take it easy. You got it. Bye-bye. All right, everybody. We have one more quick call that we're going to try to get to. The technical difficulties ate up some of the time, but let's go to Kansas City. We have Ruby waiting to get on. Ruby, are you there? <laughs> I'm here. Hi, Ruby. We only have a couple minutes, but I want to, uh, I believe you're a Young and the Restless fan, correct? Oh, absolutely. So what would you like to see uh, happen in 2011 on The Young and the Restless? I'd like to see more of the Ashby's and the Winters and the uh, Chancellors. They've That's not too much to ask for. Okay. Sorry. That's not too much to ask for. <laughs> you just want to see. Okay. <laughs> Well, they really have not been on that much lately, and I, 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 to me, they're the best part of the show. Oh, Ruby, are you still there? Are you there? <laughs> I can hear you. You you oh. faded out for a minute, so uh, we'll give you. A, we have about one more minute left. So okay. uh, let me ask you real quickly: What was the worst storyline in 2010 on The Young and the Restless? Oh Lord, there was quite a few of them. <laughs> I think probably okay. the the Daisy deal. I just oh, that about drove me nuts. Uh, now I now that you've said that, I have to share. I have to give a dollar to someone because I made a bet that uh, someone would definitely mention that. So uh, 
I want to thank you. I'm sorry we're so short on time. We're going to have to do another call-in show again, uh, Ruby, hopefully when we can get everybody in. Once the phone lines started working, everybody wanted to get in and couldn't get through. So I want to thank you for being part of today's show. You're welcome. Hopefully I'll Good talk to, to talk you again. To you. Thanks, Ruby. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Well, everybody, you know on a soap when you get called into your executive producer's office, it's never good. Uh, apparently, after the debacle with some of our technical difficulties, my executive producer, John, is on the line, and he would like to talk a little bit about today's show. So, John, welcome to Soap Central Live. Well, thanks, Dan. It's the first time I've ever got to be on the show. I know. It's kind of amazing. Uh, so, welcome to our madness that is our first show of the second season here on Soap Central Live. <laughs> and I want to know, I want to tell you, by the way, you passed a test with flying colors. You know, we did that on purpose because you were blowing up our phone lines so much with all your callers. <laughs> well, you know, people want to call in, uh, and then everybody calls in at once. It seems it's feast or famine. At the beginning, they're waiting to see who'll be first. Then once somebody takes that, that dive in or puts their toe into the water, then, you know, you have a couple billion people or whatever, maybe 10, calling in to want to be part of the show. And I, and I think it's tremendous, Dan. Listen, uh, there's a couple things I wanted to tell you, but I wanted to share with, uh, with your, with your entire audience, which is exactly why I'm calling. I just came from a, a full staff meeting with senior executive producers and channel directors. And, uh, first of all, discussing your show is one of those top topics in today's meeting. Good. Well, thank you. Uh, so, Hopefully you know, I hope good. you're sitting down. But first of all, I'd like to say congratulations on, on the first full year of Soap Central Live. Uh, you know, we consider that four seasons, a season being a quarter, of course, and, and to do as many great shows with, I, I, I know you counted them once, but I think it's like 92 Emmy nominees and 40-some winners and such. It's been, it's been a great ride. I'm just sorry that I, I'm not sitting at a bar like one of your guests before they went on, you know, from the soap <laughs> to That's okay. I think I'm sitting at one now. With you at the same time live. But uh, I wanted to say that and it, to you especially and the job that you do, but I also, even probably more importantly, want to thank all the loyal listeners that have taken your show in really what's a short amount of time on live talk radio uh, to being continually the number one or number two show on our network. It is just outstanding, and, and, and it's really a tribute not only to yourself but to all your loyal fans and the job that you do. So I just wanted to give them all, all a shout-out and thank them also for being patient with blowing up the phones today. They are amazing. I mean, there is nothing like a soap fan. I don't think, outside of maybe professional sports, you won't find anyone who is more loyal and passionate than soap fans. And certainly, I know that this show wouldn't have been as successful as it is without folks listening. Uh, you know, if there's no one listening, there's no sense in doing a show. And certainly, these call-in shows are a great opportunity to have people call in and be part of the show. I've had so much fun doing it uh, for the past year. It doesn't even really seem like it. I remember... You know, the first show like it was yesterday. I even remember one of the first ones, Dan, with the lady with the blue dress. See how this stuff just sticks in your mind? <laughs> oh, who doesn't remember oh, the lady with the blue dress? <laughs> However, I would like to give you one more announcement here, Dan. Oh, After boy. that extensive meeting today, I'd like to say that we love the show so much, the network loves the show, and we know your fans certainly demonstrate that they love the show, that... As a great announcement, in right at the beginning or the end of year one, uh, we're extending it to pick up the show for another year if you'd like to come back and, and see if you wow. can do yourself this year. Uh, wow. I'm, <laughs> I'm 
Thank you. Uh, absolutely. I'd love to come back for uh, another full year. Uh, I think that certainly has always been uh, my effort, my goal. Uh, I didn't, I'm just, I'm so happy that you guys are happy with the show. I'm so happy that everybody who listens to the show is happy with it. You know, I'm, I think everybody knows I'm a perfectionist and uh, I'm always wanting everything to be more perfect than what it is. So uh, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm honored. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm more than happy to come back for another 12 months. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to all the bigger and brighter stars that, that uh, so to speak, dance across the stage this year. Oh, we have to dance this year? I didn't know. Yeah, Maybe yeah, that'll get... They'll be singing and dancing this year also. When you get into your second year, you need to step it up just a, just a touch dance. And we expect you to put taps on and be able to do a little soft shoe in the back while you're doing the interviews. Well, this, okay, we'll do dancing this season. Maybe for the third season we come back, we can do baking. I can, you know, do cupcakes and jelly donuts and pies well, and things like by that. And then maybe we'll have smell talk radio so that people will be able to have that aroma. You could do fresh jelly donuts. You could do all kinds of amusing pastries in the background to make people hungry. They can eat. Since everyone seems to talk about food every time they're on your show, we'll have to get it out there. I see you have. I see you've been listening to our, our best of. Yeah, it does seem that everybody comes on and in one way, shape, or form wants to talk about food. But I'm not going to let you off the hook completely because it just occurred to me since this is your first time on the show, you are also a soap fan, even though I don't know if anybody knows it. Well, I, I truly have to admit I've been a General Hospital fan since 1980. I Before that, I used to truly make fun of soaps, and I had, without making this a long story, an old lady friend that... Uh, or she was young lady friend at the time that that got me addicted into some of the intrigue of General Hospital, and I've been a faithful follower for thirty years. So, yes, uh, it's true. I am. Do you have a favorite General Hospital character? Maybe one that you know. The truth comes out on Soap Central Live. So, is there someone whom perhaps you have a thing for on General Hospital? Who knows? Now, do I still have? Well, you know, Luke will always be the favorite, just because no matter what he does, he makes me laugh. Uh, it, he'll he'll always be the favorite. I miss the old dynamic of the old days. I mean, I know life moves on, but I miss the old WSB days and and all the different intrigue that went back and forth at that time. But I like you know some of the newer cast is actually growing on me uh, uh, quite a bit. I'm starting to appreciate a little bit more of the dynamics of some of the newer people now that. Uh, I even can tolerate Tracy now, and she was never one of my favorites in the past. Uh, you know, of course, Edward is Edward will always be a favorite also. Anyone that you miss that's no longer on the show that could potentially come back, who you'd like to see come back? Well, you know, I'd like to see Leslie Charlson more. I'd like to see Jackie Seaman back. You know, I'd like to see a couple guest appearances by Laura, which I think every General Hospital fan in the whole world would want to see. Uh you know, there's so many of them in the in the in the past that haven't been killed off. Uh, you know, where they went to, they or they went to other soaps and did dynamic jobs over there. There's just the General Hospital just has such a tremendous history of, of great actors that have gone to other places. I mean, even Rick Springfield, it, it, you know, or to see Ned and Lois come back and do a little guest appearance, or you know, write a new song and come on and do a General Hospital theme song or something would be, you know. There's just too many to ever bring them all back. Uh, they'd have to do three hours a day to make me happy. Well, we at least have one of those covered. Of course, Jackie Zeman agreed last year during our birthday celebration that she would come back again this year. So she won't be on General Hospital, but if you tune in 
I believe it'll be March 11th, you can hear Jackie Zeman on Soap Central Live. That's got to count for something. It, that counts big in my book. I, I certainly didn't miss the episode last year, but then again, I have missed no episodes of this show for the entire year. So uh, I'll be faithfully tuned in with the rest of your fans, Dan. Perfect. That's why we keep you around. <laughs> Maybe that's why you keep me around. <laughs> well, the, sure. you know, somebody's got to have a reason to keep me here. All right. Well, John, thank you. Uh, the news was amazing. Uh, wasn't expecting it. Now it's thrown off the whole rhythm of my show. Not that there was one today because it was crazy, but it's it's made it even more bizarre. So thank you. Hey, Dan, entirely my pleasure. And again, thank you for the great job you do. And, and thanks again, especially to all the fans. Uh, it was a pleasure and it's a pleasure uh, uh, listening to the fan shows and also all your shows all year long. Uh, keep up the great job. Thank you, John. Take care. Bye. All right, everybody, this has been an eventful show uh, from technical difficulties to being able to talk to all of you, which, of course, I have said over and over, I absolutely love to do. Uh, hopefully, we'll be able to have more fan call in shows in the future. I know there are a lot of you on the phone lines who are not able to get through. Please don't be discouraged. Please don't think that that means you shouldn't call in in the future. Uh, we try to do first come first serve here i try to get folks in and out it's sort of like a not like a drive-through maybe like a drive-through uh, but i, I want to give everybody as much time as i can and have everybody come on the show so the technical difficulties aside we're going to do another fan call-in show very soon be on the lookout for that so that you can see when to call in and be part of the show uh, it'll be maybe just a random thoughts to get you to talk about your favorite soaps it has been, though, outside of the craziness, it has been great to be back here this week. And I am absolutely humbled by the support that everyone out there has been showing to Soap Central Live and, of course, SoapCentral.com. Without all of you, as I said, who listen to the show live or listen to the shows in the archives, this show would not be as successful as it is. There'd be no reason to do a show if nobody wanted to listen. So now that we've been picked up for another full season, you can count on Soap Central Live to continue to grow and to continue to give you what you want each and every week. As I said, I have a few surprises up my sleeve for future shows, but you're going to have to stay tuned to find out exactly what those are. I think there's going to be a lot of fun. We've got some great guests coming up, and there's even some fun theme shows along the way. So stay tuned for that. And of course, if you've missed any part of today's show or you just want to hear it again, Head on over to SoapCentral.com slash radio for all sorts of listening options for this and every other edition of Soap Central Live. There are now 52 episodes that you can go back and listen to. If you haven't listened to all of them, why not start with last week's show? It's the look back at the first year of Soap Central Live. You'll hear all the highlights. It is a hilarious hour that had me laughing even after the 25th listen while I've been editing it. So until then, that's your homework. Go listen to that show or at least one other show from the past that you missed. I'll be here waiting for you to come back next week. I'll be working on the show. There'll be some announcements about that soon. So until then, I'm Dan Kroll signing off on another edition of Soap Central Live. Join us next time for the continuing story of all your favorite soaps. Tune in next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of Soap Central Live on the Voice America Variety Channel.